Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I am the turkey-stuffed boy, Matt Golden. And this week we're talking about the number ones for the month of November. You're gosh dang right we are. Uh, but we haven't spoken to you guys since uh, thanks were given. Uh, and thanks were also received. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the darkest day of the year, the, the blackest of Fridays. So every year Alex and I... Uh, will go and purchase some amazing deals uh, for Black Friday. And this year, I really made out like a beautiful bandit, I think. Yeah, I think your haul is probably bigger than my haul was this year. Uh, I found some good deals. I ended up getting Fables Volume 19, uh, X-Men Red Volume 1, X-Men Gold Volume 6, You Are Deadpool, which I'm excited to read. I don't know much about that, but it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like Deadpool's are written by Al Ewing. Uh, I'll say again. I also went ahead and pre-ordered uh, Black Hammer, Doctor Star, or Quantum Age, one of the two, because there was a good deal on a pre-order for it. And I pre-ordered Mr. Miracle. I'll be waiting until like February, I think, for that to come out. But I got it for $12, so I couldn't pass that up. Yeah, I mean, that'll just be a, That's like a, dollar like an a issue. beautiful surprise yeah, exactly. when it arrives. I've been waiting for that forever anyway, so I'm stoked to read it. I almost had an extremely small pull from, from this, but I got um, the Snagglepuss Chronicles, I believe, by Mark Russell. Uh, it's supposed to be is, great. Yeah, it's supposed to be absolutely phenomenal. If you are laughing the fact that I got a, a Hanna-Barbera <laughs> uh, book, laugh no more because I'm pretty sure it, uh, it's supposed to be phenomenal. Uh, I got Rat Queens Volume 1. I've heard good things about that, too. Yeah, I really just wanted to check it yeah. out. So I figured buy two, get one free is, is an yeah, excellent deal. Uh, and the other one I got was just getting for my collection. I've already read it, but Batman White Knight. Uh, which is my yeah. first uh, official black label book that I own. Even though I, I, I don't think it's a real black label book. It's a fake black label book to me. <laughs> Batman Damned is the first black label book. True. Yeah. I agree. And somehow Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman is on that list and just got released this last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it came out like 15 years ago, one yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Whatever DC. Cool. Um, but afterwards, I was like, all right, I really want to take advantage of this sweet deal. So I got three more books. I got the entire hardcover collection of Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth. Oh, good call. Uh, for like 30 bucks. Yeah, that's a great deal. So I got all yeah. three hardcover editions for like $30. Very so nice. An entire series for 30 bucks. Yeah, is a you steal. can't pass that up. No. And I didn't. But we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Uh, we're going to start with the Marvel books uh, this week. And we're going to do it alphabetically like we normally do. But the first one is Dead Man Logan, uh, written by Ed Brisson and art by Mike Henderson. Colors by Nolan Woodard. Do you like Ed Brisson? Yeah, uh, Ed Brisson is someone that's kind of jumped up like huge for Marvel. Like his run on Iron Fist was good and short lived, but now I feel like he's got his fingerprints on like every single like Marvel book or Marvel series uh, that's running right now. He did the Extermination uh, issue one, which we talked about uh, on here. So this will be the, his second book we talked about. But I like Brisson. I don't think he's the best Marvel out there, but I think he always writes a pretty entertaining book. Yeah, it was a solid first little bit here for this uh, mini story. Uh, I guess it also, is. spoilers uh, Ooh, nice. for all the books Got we talked about. In there early. But yeah, I mean, since the original Logan is coming back to the Marvel Universe, uh, it makes that they would ship off uh, Old Man Logan. Um, 
and this is a 12 part series. Uh, and it's, I thought I liked the series. I liked him playing off Hawkeye. It goes, this goes back to his original run series where he's come back to get revenge on everyone that wronged him in his universe, his world where he ended up killing all the X-Men, uh, in the wasteland. Tell me if you felt like you have read this story before, because that's kind of how there, I there's some this. treadmark. Like people doesn't need to feel like he has to rush. On sure. It. I mean, yeah, if you got six issues, I mean, this, this first one has to be chock full of stuff, but it's 12 issues and you can take your time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what he's doing. My, my biggest criticism is probably with the art itself. I like the art, uh, Glob Herman's in it, and Glob Herman looked great, but Old Man Logan did not look like old to me at all, aside from like his gray hair. He looked like regular Logan, but with just gray hair uh, in the leather bomber jacket. I thought they could have done more to show like his battled scarred, like wizened face. But Would it have helped if his uh, old leather jacket was members only? Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Like, oh man, this guy actually yeah. is old. But I, I thought it was a good place to start in the series. I really enjoyed... Um, Logan getting frustrated with Hawkeye throughout it. I liked Hawkeye getting annoyed that he wasn't recognized as an Avenger. Uh, <laughs> and the person in the institution knew all these superheroes and villains that were D-list level. Uh, and I like to see where... And basically, it's playing out that Miss Sinister uh, will be making the prophecy... Not the prophecy, but what happened in Logan's world of Mysterio tricking Logan to killing all of them. She's going to make that come true, it looks like. So... In a way, it might be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it was It was definitely interesting. Uh, they're trying to do literally the same thing that has already been done. Uh, it's kind of the, the plot line for this whole thing. So I don't know how I feel about that. Can you prevent the future? Mm, yes. Next <laughs> question. Uh, how? Uh, time machine. Duh. Oh, okay. Duh. My bad. Obvi. Um Let's move on to uh, Ironheart. Yeah, this is uh, written by Evel Ewing. Uh, I believe this is her first comic, uh, to my knowledge. Any relation to Al uh, Ewing? No, not to my knowledge. Okay, interesting. Uh, but Actually, it would have been more interesting if she was related to No, me. I think she's uh, a professor as well, uh, so she has a background in academia. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but uh, this is uh, the character created by Brian Michael Bendis, and this is the first book written not by Bendis. Uh in which she stars in. I mean, she was featured in Chambers. Other books were, she was written by Mark Wade and others, but this is their first solo series. I uh, love, uh, everybody. That's Alex coming in. He is our resident comic, uh, and, uh, comic reader slash literate. Uh, nobody else in this <laughs> podcast is either a comic expert or literate. So. Yeah. Matt likes the pictures. Yeah. Uh, uh, they tell a story. <laughs> I did enjoy the art in this though. The uh, art was really cool in this yeah, book. Uh, by Kevin Lebronda, I believe. Uh, and it was very, uh, it was similar to Bendis' run, uh, but with its own style. I'm not a huge fan of the color scheme on, uh, Riri suit. It's pink with like gold highlights. And I don't know. It just felt a little too feminine to me. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of it. And I thought this book was okay. Personally, I thought it suffered from a lot of first time writers, big issues where you're just trying to put too much dialogue uh, and don't let the panel speak for themselves. Um, I could totally relate to a lot of the stuff that they were talking about when she, uh, meets a boy and they're, <laughs> uh, interested in, in each other and just listing everything. They have everything in common. Yeah, uh, of course. I really liked that bit of it. Uh, but you're right. It was a bit dialogue heavy. Uh, but it's, it's an inventor who is 
a yeah. badass and I, she's also a crime fighter. I like how it continued the trend of her being with MIT. She she didn't try and rewrite anything that that Bendis built uh, whenever he created Riri. It looks like she's just going to try and build on it, uh, make her stand on her own more. I didn't really like the uh, the dialogue between her and whatever villain she was fighting at the end. Uh, yeah, uh, Clash, uh, a damn slot villain, I believe. Yeah, uh, there you go. There's, but, again, once yeah. again, our, our resident comic knowledge man. Yeah, I, I thought that fight was okay. I thought the dialogue was okay. Uh, I thought, I don't think I'm the target audience for this book, but I thought this would be great for, like, a 14-year-old girl. Uh, I thought it would be a fantastic book. But for this me, would be just great okay. for a 14-year-old in general. Like, I feel yeah, like this that's is true a too. cool book. Um, the art's neat. The art's really appealing. Um, check it out if you're, like, 15 years old. You might dig this. I don't know. I thought it wasn't bad. <laughs> uh, our next I book. I liked it more than you did. Uh, it's going to be Marvel Knights, uh, based off of the 20th anniversary of the Marvel Knights run. This one's written by Donny Cates, uh, with art by uh, John Form, I believe. I can't remember his first name. So before uh, we get into talking about it a little bit, I have a question for you about Marvel Knights because we didn't talk about this. We don't we don't really do a lot of prep before we talk about these, other than reading these things and for me looking at pictures. Is this Marvel Knights thing uh, from the past? Uh, was that a mini series, or is that just encompassing every Marvel Knights title? And then uh, just—I mean, because yeah, kind it of looks like it me. is confusing. Uh, Marvel Knights was a line of Marvel comics. That, okay, that's what I thought. Because uh, spearheaded Punisher by Joe Casada series. Yeah, Casada and- uh, went and got basically A-list writers to a little darker tone, uh, but he basically knew, like the writing came first. He did. Uh, he created or recruited Christopher Priest to write Black Panther, an amazing Black Panther run, Garth Ennis to do an amazing Punisher run, Kevin Smith to do amazing Daredevil run, and later Bendis to continue after Smith was over uh, or done with it, I should say. So, like, this is a continuation of this world and this storyline. Um, but it's still, I thought it was confusing. Uh, but I haven't read Marvel Knights. I haven't read the entire Marvel Knights run in a long, long time. I, I read the Punisher stuff. Um, I didn't read all of it, but I, I've read about 40 issues or so and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff in the original Marvel Knights was great. I thought this was just okay. It starts with Daredevil weeping over, uh, Karen Page's gravesite. He doesn't know who he is. Karen Page was killed in Guardian Devil, Kevin Smith's run, which was a great run of Daredevil. Um, and he gets, uh, a cop shows up and it's Frank Castle. Uh, and he's got a list of people to bring back a recruiter, have their memories, uh, I don't know. I thought it was just confusing, to be honest with you. It was a bit muddled. I didn't I think more. it was that confusing. No, but like for some reason, we don't know why. And there's not like any villain reveal, but I mean, there kind of is. But for some yeah, there's reason. There's a couple of reveals. Bullseye's in it. Kingpin is in it. Well, I'm saying like the. Over- Doctor Doom is in it. That's a who? pretty big reveal. Oh, that's yeah. right. Doctor Doom is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's actually a, a massive <laughs> yeah. reveal at the it's very On the last page. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I read these several days ago, so. I forgot a little bit. Matt drinks a lot of canned wine. Yes. Yeah. That's all I drink. Is, is there water still? In, not in Oklahoma. Uh, but I actually thought this was really cool. I picked up the second issue just uh, yesterday because I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I think the second issue focuses more on uh, Electra and the Punisher, I believe. Uh, so I think it's going to be a blending of all like the Marvel Knights characters. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean... I was my favorite thing, but I've got good hope for the future of this book, and I love Donny Cates as a writer. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a miniseries. I assume so, but who knows? If it's an ongoing series, right now I think it's being released bi-weekly. Yeah. So that'd be really cool. 
Uh, the last Marvel book we're going to talk about is Uncanny X-Men. Um, number one, which is written by Ed Brisson again, Matthew Rosenberg, and uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, I believe, or maybe Kelly Thompson. Thompson. Kelly Thompson, yeah. Kelly Sue DeConnick's on yeah. Aquaman now. Yeah, I was way off. Or working on Aquaman anyways. Yeah. Not released yet. Uh, however, uh, we get more Ed Brisson, which is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I love the X-Men. I've talked about it uh before i thought i liked this book but i thought it was a bit too busy there was a lot going on it was incredibly yeah. busy uh i thought talk about convoluted yeah it, it was just too much i needed this could have this should have been it, it's a long book and it has uh b stories with featuring bishop gene gray uh and uh someone else i can't remember I don't think uh, the other ones are featuring anybody specifically no uh there's a couple side characters that uh, no, like it was it was armor and uh, armor. and a null. Uh, that's yep. who it was. There you go. Um, but Which, by uh, the way, armor's power looks so dumb. Uh, it's not the most exciting power, but it basically it's Jimmy Madrix trying to warn the X Men or trying to find Kitty Pride. Uh, and they all think Jimmy Madrix is annoying and don't trust him. Which I, I don't know why, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of odd. So. However, I picked. Up, I will say that I picked up. I think both uh, issue two and three. I haven't read them yet, uh, but I'm I'm curious to read them. Yeah, uh, just because it's Uncanny X Men well, is the title for X Men. And the last page of the last few pages are really cool because we basically find out where Kitty Pride is. She is handcuffed to a chair as well with the senator. Her powers don't work, and then it cuts to someone saying they'll rule, rule the day they uh, cross them, and it's Apocalypse, uh, who's basically on a giant X handcuffed and powerless as well. So it's interesting to see who could capture apocalypse uh, and restrain him. Uh, it seems these Marvel books for the most part, I really, I actually really like the Marvel Knights one, uh, but the rest of these, these number ones, they didn't do a lot. They just kind of are a big tease. It's a big ass cock tease until the, like the last page where there's a, a villain reveal. And now we're actually going to talk about our first ever, I think boom studios book. Series. That is incorrect, actually. I want to say it's our second, though. Okay. Black Badge by Matt Kent. Uh, we, we never talked about that. I'm pretty sure we did. No. And another number one. I disagree. That might have been the month before we started doing yeah. these. You probably but, read it. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I read Black <laughs> Black Badge by Matt Kent, and you should, too, on Boom Studios. Uh, but we're talking about The Empty Man, written by Colin Bunn. Uh who we've talked about before on here. He's uh, a long-time Marvel writer, written Bunch of the Deadpool versus stuff, written X-Men books. Uh, Wait, I'm pretty sure we did do that. And I think we also did a walk through hell with Garth Ennis. No, we didn't. God damn it. I'm, uh, go- I'm going to the archives. But The Empty Man is a horror comic, uh, which is also well within Cullen Bunn's wheelhouse. Yeah, dude knows how to write some horror shit. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Outcast in a way. A uh, little bit. It it reminded me of a more well put together outcast is what I'll say. Uh Outcast is uh it's Robert Kirkman and it's just okay. Yeah, I, I enjoy Outcast. Uh Empty Man is basically there's this virus spreading around where you start to see these hallucinations become obsessed uh with something and you tend to have violent actions. Uh it's an interesting premise. Uh this woman is affected and the man is staying at home while his daughter goes to school. Uh, while they're in school, there's a test. Basically, it looks like the government's trying to figure out if anyone's been infected with the empty man based off the test. Uh, and it ends with 
the guy's house, uh, these people showing up at his house saying they know uh, what the virus is and they're here to help, but they look sinister in a way or act sinister. Yeah, I thought this book was kind of cool, kind of really cool. It's probably one of my favorites out of all of these, honestly. Yeah, it's got a great premise, great opening start. I'm excited to see where the series goes. Yeah, so what I'll say about a lot of these number ones is as somebody that continues to read these because I've been largely – I've been going out and researching and figuring out what books are coming out. However, uh, I get hooked into a few of these and I keep buying them. And then by the time that the first um, trade would be out, by the time the first arc ends, I'm no longer interested in some of them, which is something that we don't really talk about. But at the end of the year, I will be giving awards for positive things. And maybe I'll give bad awards, too. I don't uh, know. I mean, are those we'll really see. awards at that point? Yes. Okay. I'm sending them trophies, and it's just solidified dog shit that I painted gold. Well, that seems unnecessary and possibly <laughs> like a crime. I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it could be a crime. It might be a crime. That's why I used your return address, so we're fine. Oh, it's the perfect crime, then. <laughs> uh, next up is our first image book, Bitter Room, by David F. Walker. Not our first image book ever, but our first image yeah. book this week. Uh, David F. Walker, who wrote a great little Luke Cage series on Marvel recently, for those interested. Yeah, read that, I guess. Uh, and this is a book, uh, it kind of reminds me, I don't know, uh, but there's the serum and there's monsters and vampire creatures and all sorts of uh, cryptozoic creatures in this. And I thought it was an interesting book. It's also the first book dealing with uh, with racists. Uh, and it was a very fitting book for our times, but it was also like a throwback to like the 20s. Yeah, yeah. If uh, the 20s were full of vampires and crazy ass yeah, medicine. That's fair. Which they were. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know a lot about the I 20s. I mean, the book ends with uh, uh, a black guy about to be lynched uh, by the KKK. And then some guy showing up and killing all the KKK. So that's how it ends, which was a good enough ending for me. Yeah. If yeah. it ended right there, I'd be cool with it. If they made this book like 20 more pages and then just said, here's a self-contained yeah. story. Yeah. Cool. This book is very much entrenched in this world. You don't get a lot of backstory in the first book at all, which you will probably get as the series expands. But it's a very fast-moving action-paced book. Yeah, it seems like there's like four or five main people. But yeah, like you yeah, said, and I can't remember any of their names at all in that. Nope, first book. not one of them. Yeah. Uh, next up is Middlesex by nope. or Middle West. There Middlesex you go. is a very depressing book. Yeah, Middle don't. West is a very depressing comic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it? Ever? Uh, by Scotty Young, art by Jorge Corona. Um, this book is about uh, a young boy in a trailer park, basically, who's not happy with his life. Yeah. It, Hey, if this, uh, if in your life your dad uh, was not a fan of you, uh, possibly beat you, was mean to you, was cruel to you, uh, this book might trigger you some, and you might relate to this book. However, for me, even though my dad could be a dick, I did not care for this book. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of I Kill Giants. Yeah, a uh, bit, yeah. Which I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if he's going to say that everything is helping this kid's imagination or any if it's real or not. Uh, but definitely has that vibe to it. I, I do think it's a good, like, middle grade, like, uh, maybe young, like, high schooler level book. Uh, but it could it, develop into yeah. something really, really neat. Uh, I thought the art was gorgeous in it. Yeah, the art's incredible. And, and the cover on it is one of the greatest covers um, of the year. I, yeah, I, I thought the it. cover is great cover, too. Uh, but I thought the book was just okay, personally. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, let's just move on and not talk about Middle West. Scotty Young does a lot of young adult uh, stuff, all ages things. 
But like a lot of stuff is a lot more humor heavy, and this was not. This was funny. definitely yeah, not. yeah. This is his, a more serious uh, work for him. I mean, you kind of get that based off of just looking at the cover, but kid runs That's away true. from home. And yeah, you can definitely tell it's it's not going to be as an uh, uplifting book as maybe Bully Wars or yeah. I Hate Fairyland. So uh, next up is Outer Darkness by John Layman of Chew Fame. Um, this is John Layman's second uh, by uh, Afu Chan. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this is John Lehman's second new book of the year after Leviathan. Um, and I don't know which one I like more because I really enjoyed this first outing. Yeah, I think I might enjoy this book more. Uh, it's it's a blend of science fiction and fantasy uh, with elements from uh, different time periods and different cultures as well, too. Uh, it's all over the map, but in a great kind of yes. way. There's a lot going on. It's I mean, like John Lehman, there's a very rich world. And I want to know more of what happens to these characters. Basically, you get to know the captain a lot, but really no one else in this first issue. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely worth the read as far as reading out more. Yeah, being John Layman and being Image and being a uh, beautiful book, I think this one, 15 issues down the line, people are going to really be wishing that they had purchased this first issue. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the ones that I'm buying weekly that I'm not really concerned about after its first arc. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to pick up the trade whenever this comes out, too. Um, our next image book is the Terrible Elizabeth Dumb Against the Devil in Suits. Or the yep. Devils in Suits. This is about a 60-page or so self-contained little bit that I thought was absolutely amazing and gorgeous. Yeah, it's the script and art was done by a Brazilian uh, artist named uh, Arabson. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And the adaptation to English was done by uh, James Robinson, who's a longtime comic book writer. Uh, it's a story very similar to the Robert Johnson uh, story of meeting the you know the devil at the crossroads and kind of the the comeuppance and and what happens. And it's about a guy offering his daughter up to the devil, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so his son will be propped up, um, and his daughter fighting back. Yep. And meeting a blues guitarist and then hitting the road to run from the devil. Yep. She meets a Robert Johnson-like character who has a knife uh, attached to the back of his badass guitar. And she stabs some motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, but the knife is actually from the... I can't remember the name, but it's the spear that pierced Jesus, uh, which is a a, uh, a biblical item as well. It's supposed to have magical powers. Um, so that was kind of a, a cool touch. Yeah, uh, if you're a fan of Paul Pope... Uh, this book is definitely for you. Uh, I'm sure it's sold out. It was pretty much sold out when I bought it. I got the second to last copy at my store and I got it like two days late. So good luck suckers trying to find this one if you're not buying it online. But I can't recommend this one highly. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good book. And it's formatted like a magazine as well. Uh, it's yeah. larger. Uh, uh, I need to find a sweet magazine sleeve. Yeah. So I'll be good if I do that. Uh, our first and only DC book is Green Lantern. Written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp. Holy shit, the art in this book. Good, uh, before we even talk about Grant Morrison, the art in this book blows out everything else that we've talked about. Yeah, the art's great. Uh, Liam Sharp's got a very like pulp style to him, uh, but with it being, I mean, the story by Grant Morrison and modern day coloring, uh, it's this nice blend of like the traditional. And in the modern style. It looks like if somebody did 90s style comic books today uh, and they skipped out on the extra large muscles as well. Yeah. Is, I mean, that's essentially what it looks like to me. Like the, the the views of space that you get in this book 
are second to none. You won't find anything better out there. Uh, and then also Grant Morrison's writing on it. So, you know, there's that too. So what do you think of the first issue? Holy shit, I loved it. I personally thought like it was just okay as a first issue, but I've been a firm believer that Grant Morrison's stuff should be read like as a full arc or like in a trade. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with, with a few exceptions. He's definitely painted a different version of Hal Jordan here uh, or told a story that's not told by others. But basically, Hal Jordan's this wandering space cop who doesn't have a home, who's down his luck when he's on Earth because he can't hold a job, which is an interesting take on him. But there were some incredible things that were so very Grant Morrison I loved that there is a Green Lantern that's a virus, uh, which is really cool. Just a floating, uh, disfigured finger has a ring as well, too. Yeah, loved it. And essentially, the Book of Ella can't be trusted, and that's where the story is going. Yeah, it's it's a Green Lantern story like nobody has ever told or will ever tell again. And maybe it'll change the character forever. And if it does, it'll be in a good way. Yeah, I'm sure like most Grant Morrison stuff, it'll have an influence on uh on other green lantern books down the line i hope eventually other green lanterns show up i mean i mean the other earth ones uh like guy gardner uh john stewart and kyle at some point but i don't uh, think there's been a comic book that's been around in the last three to five years that is going to be as influential as i think that this grant morrison green lantern book is on is going to be uh so don't sleep on it yeah. Do I mean it's impossible to sleep on a Grant Morrison book. Uh and it's it's really cool to see DC Comics have something so powerful come out because if you were reading, you know, the Rebirth Green Lantern, you might have been like whatever, who gives a shit. If you were reading the New 52 Green Lantern, then you probably were actually kind of on it because writing team. Yeah. But this I think is going to it totally elevate Green Lantern away hasn't been elevated in a while. Exactly. And I think if you're a fan of Green Lantern, you might be able to get to see a movie because of Grant Morrison soon. You can thank him, not Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna jump into our first vertical book, uh, American Carnage by Brian Hill, uh art by Leandro Fernandez and Dean White. Uh I thought this was a fantastic book. Uh it opens with a lynching, uh, which is a really dark opening. Yeah, it was um, super fucking And cool. a baby in a crib with a blanket that's a swastika. And the father of the baby covering himself in dynamite vest and blowing himself up. So yeah, it's all very dark. Yeah, it's a story of a, an FBI agent and a former FBI agent trying to basically uncover um, a plot of a far right wing... Um, is he a... Politician, I believe. Uh, yeah, or yeah, or he is a politician. He's a pastor, but no, he uh, goes and speaks at yeah, a church, though. Yeah. He's a politician. Yeah. Um, and so it's about the person that he met. Uh, she meets up with is half white and half black, but he passes for white, so that's why she's using him to infiltrate the group as well. He's been down his luck, doing drugs, sleeping with prostitutes, so he's already used to a ski lifestyle anyway. Uh, yeah, this book really surprised me. It is. Probably the most fitting thing for the times that that we're living yeah. in. It it felt very now. And I always love a good like cop going undercover story that if it's oh, done yeah. well. Yeah, if you if you know anything about me and Alex knows about me in the comics that I like, I love those noir style things. Um my favorite stuff is is criminal and you know, all that the shit those uh Ed what's his name? God damn I I've been drinking wine. I can't think of it. Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker and Sean Sean Phillips Phillips, are are doing right now. (laughs) Those guys are masters at their game. And I think this book might, if we're lucky, some come somewhere near that. Uh, And our last book is Hex Wise by Ben Blacker, 
uh, art by Mirka and Dolfo and Marisa Louise. And this is a book I had no idea about. Uh, Matt just showed it, shoved it in my face and told me to read it. So well, I did. To be fair, I the only reason I know about American Carnage or Hexwives is because they're the new Vertigo. So that means that they're they're the new shit. So that means that's going to be possibly in the next five years, one or three of these books are going to be extremely popular. Yeah, that's a good point. And Hexwise at the beginning kind of reminded me of American Vampire. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that because I read the first half of this and that's all that I could think. Yeah. And then the second half kind of translates to like a, a witchy version of, I can't remember that book you uh, showed me, the Joel Jones book. Uh, where that? Oh, Lady Killer. Lady yeah. Killer. Yeah. Uh, like a magical Dark version of that. Book. Yeah. Uh, but it's essentially about this witch who as she gets older, keeps killing people. People keep hunting her and her power. She gets stronger as she draws blood, which is a really cool magical ability. And her power is violence, essentially just carnage and violence. Yeah. Each of the witches have a different ability, but the, I guess the head of the coven, maybe that's, that's her power. But I thought this book has a lot of promise. Yeah. I picked up the second one. I'm not one. sure who the bad guy is, really, because like she doesn't seem like she's all that great either. Yeah, so, so the, the... Yeah, which makes it intriguing. It does. It's maybe the witches are going to, you know, rift. Yeah. Maybe the dudes are going to just... And I'll say the art them. and color is perfect for this book, too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I really, really love uh, what we're seeing so far. Uh, the second half of the book is totally different, and it kind of bummed me a little. Yeah. But I'm still extremely hopeful. Yeah, it had a good ending to it as well. It really did. So as we are wont to do... Uh, I think we're going to uh, go ahead and rank these worst to first, and we'll trade off. Um, so, Alex, you are probably going to have a very different opinion uh, than I do, especially with these bottom books. But I'm going to go ahead and put um, Uncanny X-Men at the very bottom of this Oof. list. Ah. I know that, that hurts ah. your heart to hear. I oh, no, I take that back. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Wow. Thank you for the apology. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Middle West is my is my bottom okay. book here. Uh, my bottom book is uh, actually going to be Ironheart. Uh, it, I mean, it was fine, but it just wasn't for me. Uh, but I'm sure like, it'd be great to have in a library to give kids a great exposure to comics. Okay. Now I'll put the dagger in your heart. Uncanny X-Men oh, is my, no, the same. Uh, I knew it was coming and it still hurts. Yeah. That's my second least favorite. Not interested, uh, in the initial bit there, but I'm still very curious as to what's going to happen. So I think that speaks highly of, of Ed Brisson and what I think of him. Uh, my I'm in line with you. Middle West uh, was my second least favorite. I do think like a, like Ironheart would be great like in a library to give kids exposure to comics, but it's not a book that like I can relate to right now. Doesn't really stir anything in me right now. Yeah, I'm gonna put Ironheart on there. So both of us agree that Ironheart's not not the best. Uh, I thought it had a lot of promise, but it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah, I think uh for me my next one is going to be uh the terrible elizabeth done against the devils in suits it's nothing against the book itself i thought it was a great book there's just a lot of stronger offering offerings in my opinion above it this is one of the best um number ones that we've had i've never had such a tough time deciding on some of these um but i will say that my next one is going to be old man logan uh dead man logan old man logan is a book by mark miller no, oh well, yeah. I yeah. I don't want to offend Mr. Mark yeah. Millar because he's amazing. But uh, Dead Man Logan is my next uh, Ed you were Brisson just book. Together. Killing Ed Brisson. <laughs> uh, my next book is going to be uh, Marvel Knights. 
Uh, it just, I mean, someone that loved the original series, uh, I, I just wanted more out of it. And I, I could get that as it, as the story continues, but it just wasn't enough for me. I feel you. Uh, for me, I'll put bitter root next. Uh, why? Why? Uh, th- this is where the choices get really hard. Uh, for me, I think that there are literally eight books that could take this top spot. And for me, this just was a slight hair above all of those. The rest of them for me is going to get really convoluted and I could change day to day. My next one is going to be Outer Darkness. Like I loved, like John Lamb loved the story in the world. Uh, I want a little bit more than just a captain story, but I'm sure I'll get that later on. Uh, for me next, I'll put Marvel Knights as well. Um, Marvel didn't have a really strong showing this month. Marvel Knights is by far and away my favorite, but I think these independent titles, I'm more excited about where they're going to go than this Marvel Knights book. Uh, I'm with you on Bitterroot. I thought it was really good, uh, but there's a lot of strong titles this month, and it's just hard to... Even like these, like when I'm flipping these over, it's, I mean, they're like neck and neck. Like it's a one-point victory or one-point loss, however you want to view it. Yeah, looking at what I've got next, I've got six more books to choose from, and I'm... I'm heartbroken that I have to rank one above another. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to put um, Elizabeth Dumb next. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this, but since it's a one-off, I think that's the only reason I'm putting it number six. Uh, if this was a continuing series, I probably wouldn't have it there. So My next one is going to be Uncanny X-Men. Uh, hey, look, I'm proud yeah. of you for that. Uh, I'm very proud of you. It, I mean, it would have been lower if not for Multiple Men, who I love. Jerry Mag was great in the book, and the ending uh, with Apocalypse being chained and is not being able to uh, have his power. I thought it was a great twist. That that definitely pulls me in. Um, so there's basically five books that I have left. In each one of these, I'm going to be picking up the next issue if I haven't already picked it up. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put Hexwives there just because the second half... Uh, I don't think that that second half needed to be as long as it was. I think it could have been a quarter, and I would have been fine with it. But that being said, I already did buy Hexwives number two. Don't feel bad about that. My next one's going to be Empty Man. Uh, I like Empty Man a lot, uh, but horror comics, I prefer to read the entire story all at once instead of uh, just single issues because I feel like I can immerse myself better in the darkness of it all and actually spook myself some. Uh, I'm going to put Empty Man next for, for myself as well. Um very very strong book i will definitely be buying that one week to week uh just like i did with uh grant morrison's a walk through hell which if we did cover that by the way um the first trade's out now so please go buy it if you're into that horror comic kind of stuff uh my next one is going to be dead man logan uh i liked a lot i like the back and forth and i I mean old man logan's a character i've been following for a long time ever since mark miller's original run so i can't wait to see where the story goes i will miss him but i am glad that original logan is back in the universe well, looks like we're on our top three now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put my next Vertigo book out. Uh, American Carnage number three. Fantastic book. Uh, just not quite as excited for it as I am with some of these others. But like I said, this book could be a classic in three to five years. My next one is going to be Hexwives. I liked it a lot. Uh, and I'm really excited to see where it goes next. Number two for me, Outer Darkness. Um the art's beautiful. John Layman's an incredible writer. He's not afraid to use dirty words, which I love. And it's a space story. And yes, give me space. My number two is going to be Green Lantern. 
Oh uh, my God! I'm yeah. so happy I bought American yeah. Carnage. Yeah, I love Woo. Green Lantern. Wow. Uh, which uh, we're going to talk about that because that's your number one. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, we both obviously loved it. We love Grant Morrison. You love the art in it. I loved Grant Morrison's zany ideas for he came up. Not zany. That's disrespectful. His original clever creative ideas about taking Green Lantern, something that we haven't seen before. And like you said, though, like there's parts of the book where you're like, what? Like, what are they yeah, saying? Exactly. Like, you have there's, to figure exactly. out a lot of stuff. Yeah. That being there, said, there's it's all just, stuff I'm sure will so come incredible. back like in issue like 10. I'm sure it'll probably make sense, but who knows? Uh, that also being said, my number one is obviously American Carnage. I thought it was fantastic. If you like pulp crime stories, uh, definitely go pick it up. Like Matt mentioned, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's definitely in the same vein as those guys. Uh, and it's a fantastic read. Uh, as far as a single issue is concerned, it's probably the best thing that I've read in that genre that's not those two. So highly, highly recommend it, obviously. But check that out. And, of course, don't sleep on Green Lantern and the art in that book. Uh, Grant Morrison would not have come to Green Lantern, I have a feeling, if it were not for the wonderful artist. Um, Liam Sharp. There you go. Mr. Sharp himself. Um I don't know much about that guy. What else is he is he drawn? Do you know? Uh, he's he's an author as well. He wrote a book called God Killers, I believe. Uh, and he's written for uh, he did a lot of stuff for Marvel UK. He did a lot of stuff on Judge Dredd. And he's written for Marvel off and on over the years, or sorry, drawn for Marvel. Uh, I think since like the late eighties, early nineties. So he he's not he's not prolific artist. Like he doesn't have a new book like every single month like some people do. Uh, but he he's he's had steady work as an artist. That's good to know. Um, I've had a great time reading all these books. Um, next month we might even have more to talk about. I thought this month we were going to have the most number ones ever. Um, I picked these out just so you guys all know. So if you're interested in actually, some I will them, say this, Matt picked all of them out except for dead man, Logan. Yeah, that that's one true. was mine. That and we were going to have, uh, the typhoid fever X-Men book, but my shop was sold out of it. So we didn't get to do that one this month. Uh, I also was going to pick up the warning number one from image comics. And I didn't grab that. Is that either. based off the green day album? Probably. Oh, well, then you definitely got that. Likely. Uh, but there's a few other things here and there that I didn't, uh, pick or I didn't bring over for Alex to read. Uh, I thought this was the cream of the crop. I don't think that any one of these titles is weak. Even the Riri Williams, Ironheart, even the Uncanny X-Men. I thought they were all pretty good for the most part. Like I said, Uncanny X-Men was my second to to bottom, and I bought the first three issues. So it's just that big of a title, honestly. Yeah. You know? uh, well, I think about wraps it up for this week's Henchmen of Comics. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about a bunch of DC animated films that we just never got a chance to get to this year. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, as always, you can email us at henchmenofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us dick pics at twi- on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Only on Instagram. <laughs> nowhere else. Uh, but that might violate that terms of service. I don't really know. So it's up to you if you want to be a wild man or, or wild lady, I shouldn't assume. Yeah. Uh, but that about wraps up for this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm Alive Man Logan. Henchman ain't easy.